This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of the Tom and Bob Show, where each week we discuss best practices in the field of customer experience management. I'm Tom DeWitt, Director of CXM at MSU, and I'm joined by my co-host and partner in crime, Bob Keitel, Vice President of CX of M and retired Global CX Executive with General Motors. Without further ado, let's get this show on the road. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Tom and Bob Show. I'm Tom DeWitt, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Bob Keipel. Great to see you again, Bob. It's been way too long. Good to be here. Um, today, we're joined by Enza Sliva. Uh, Enza is a freelance mentor, coach, and consultant with experience in the healthcare and automotive space. Um, and Enza is here for what will be a, a monthly visit, which we're terming Enza's Rant. Welcome to the show, Enza. Hello. It's great to be here. It's um, good to have you. Bob. You sound like a nice Thank person. You. So we're, you're just gonna, we're going to unleash you on the uh, potosphere in the Tom and Bob show. Um, but can, as a way of getting started, can you tell us a, maybe a little bit about your experience overall and then just your passion, uh, how do you, how you became so passionate about healthcare, like health, uh, CX. Awesome. Great. Well, um, you know, I've, I've always had, um, a great passion for, um, creating frankly, amazing human experiences, um, for both customers and employees. Um, and I worked quite a bit in a space of customer experience, especially in uh, my last tenure at an automotive company, the Ford Motor Company, uh, which I had the pleasure of really creating some great um, experiences. And so I've wanted to bring um, that thinking to healthcare. Um, and frankly, I've been, I've often wondered why <laughs> some of my um some of my personal experiences um, that you know we put into practices at um, in automotive, for example, um, why you know why wasn't the experience in healthcare much uh, much better? Um, I use this analogy a lot uh, when I talk to people. Why is it that uh, when you go and see an automotive service advisor, you know, when you need service for your vehicle? they probably spend more time with you to diagnose maybe, um, you know, if there's an issue with the vehicle to understand the vehicle more than a doctor spends time with you understanding what's going on. I think the average, I, I read a report was that a doctor on average spends seven minutes with a patient, which uh, frankly, how in seven minutes can you really understand uh, what is, what's going on, what's happening with that patient? The other uh, reason too that I'm so passionate about it is the last few years, I really experienced the healthcare on an intimate level um, through my mother. Uh, my mother who actually uh, passed away earlier this year, but uh, we experienced together um, her as a patient. Um, I also say consumer of health. I felt like I experienced it with her as her advocate, her caregiver, and we really experienced it on a, I would say, an intimate level from, you know, doctor practices to hospital systems, different systems. 
And I just realized, I'm like, why is this so broken? Why is the experience so inconsistent? Um, why isn't it much more efficient, frankly, and effortless? Um, that's one of the things we talked about a lot of automotive is, you know, how do you make that experience for people effortless? And I just found that like in, in healthcare, I'm like, it's gotta be better than this. Why isn't it better? Um, and so since that experience, especially with my mom, now I had some great experiences too through her, I will say this. And it always came down to individuals, frontline people that were empowered, especially during my mother's last, um, I'd say last couple of days here on earth. She was with a wonderful um, system. Um, and I experienced great dignity and compassion, um, but it was because of key employees. It was all the employees. And so um, I'm trying to, you know, how can we bring some fresh ideas, fresh thoughts to healthcare, and frankly, put the patient back in, at the center of everything? I'm super interested in the, your career and uh, your point of view here on healthcare, because uh, partially, I guess, because I totally agree. I think there is a thing about automotive and healthcare, they're very similar because if you have a problem with your car or your body, it's a rare occurrence. You don't really understand it. You're nervous about it. You need information. You need updates. They're very surprisingly similar, the process. You, you go into a hospital, you don't really know what to do. You go into a dealership for service. You're not really sure what's going to happen to you. It's very similar. Um, yeah, so I, I do appreciate fear. this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> There, there's, there's a lot of fear, right. And anxiety. And then let's, let's, let's talk about even a little bit about with COVID, right. We have, we have barriers now, such as a mask. I'm all for, you know, we've got to protect ourselves, no question. And we're not going to get into, you know, should you wear a mask? Yes or no. Uh, but that has also caused um, a barrier. The communication between that, um, that patient, that consumer of health and that doctor, that nurse has gotten that much more difficult. So now if you're really trying to understand what's going on right in that person's mind, and by the way, you only have, you know, this really small window of time, it's really, really difficult. And I, I saw that with my mom. Uh, I thank goodness I was there along the way with her. And by the way, in English was her second language. Now you add another, <laughs> um, another complexity here. And I, frankly, I don't know how my mother would have actually been able to advocate for herself. Um, and especially even the, those last few days, if it wasn't for her having someone side by side um, with her. And so, um, you know, how do we make that experience, uh, frankly, better? Um, and again, I, I want to, Bob, one of the things that I think I also want to make sure that our listeners understand that we have the, yes, the patient experience, very important, but also we're all consumers of health these days, right? We, we all want to, we all want to make sure we take care of our bodies, right? We want to make sure that we're, we're living, uh, frankly, healthier, longer lives. And so with that, I need, I need the healthcare system to make it much more effortless and easy and simple, frankly, for me even to make a simple appointment with my primary care doctor.
So ends on that note, um, how do you define experience? What, what does a great experience look like in healthcare? Yeah. So first of all, there's actually real, there's definitions out there for what does experience mean, right? To me, the experience, it's the sum of all interactions. It's the sum of all moments, right? That a, here, a patient, a consumer has with that brand, that organization, that health system here. It's not just when I go in and see a doctor, right? It's also what I, the experience I, um, what I experience online, the experience that I have with maybe that nurse, that doctor, even that pharmacy, right? It's this whole sum of experiences. Now, and, and that influence, right, how I, then how I feel about, right, my feelings about that system, that organization, that person. Now, you said, what does a great experience look like in healthcare? First of all, it's got to be patient and consumer-centric, I feel a lot of times that it's not. We're worried about everybody else, the stakeholders. I know we got to make money and you will do that if you take care of people and they keep coming back. But I, I believe it's got to start there. It's got to really put the patient at the center of everything. It's got to be effortless. We are so used to different digital experiences nowadays, right? We can order. We were just talking about, you know, ordering a package, right? I don't even have to, I don't have to go anywhere. Right. I order it online in 24 hours. It's here. It's very simple. It's effortless. And I can do it all by right that just through my phone. <clears throat> it's also has to be caring. It's got to be compassionate. Um, you got to connect with consumers throughout, I believe, their wellness journey um, so that, you know, we can always they can have successful outcomes. Um, and frankly, it's got to be modern and relevant. Um, you know, I just I just talked about like even the digital experience, we are all coming um, as, as consumers now, we're coming from other, uh, other experiences. And when we're coming from other experiences, we're gonna be demanding um, the same uh, from healthcare. So here's a great example. And I know you probably have never, you've never, ex you, you have never experienced this time. I know you haven't, um, but, you know, when you want to just make an appointment, right? I got to still call. I got to still, I got to hold, you know, I got to hang on that phone. In fact, a lot of times I look and see, okay, here, I think maybe this is the, maybe the time of day that's not so busy, right? I can't go online and look at a calendar, make an appointment. This is just a simple wellness appointment, right? I understand maybe for, uh, you know, more difficult, some of the specialties, more difficult situations, maybe I need to talk to somebody. But what if I could just do that all online? Another novice idea, do you ever go into, I, I go into my doctor and I've told them this for years. Can you have me do the lab work before I come in? So that when I actually come in and visit with you, we, we can something actually, to talk about. Yeah, right? We exactly. can talk about our numbers. I mean, rather than, right, what, ha what typically happens? You go in, you know, there's a you know, quick chat. And then, you know, they send you to my doctor says, okay, you know, it's time for your lab work. Okay, great. And then I'll get, you know, a notice in the mail. Now, I love my chart. I love the way that at least they're putting some of that information on my chart. That's also not consistent across healthcare systems because I manage my parents' health charts. 
So they are not connected. That's that actually could be a whole other podcast, frankly. Um, but but I you know I would love it if I had all this work done ahead. I go in. We talk about my numbers. Well, I got to tell about- you, maybe you need a different doctor because my mine does do that. Um, you you do all your labs before and then talk about customer experience. Then he comes in and he's a great dude. He's a good doctor. I've been going to him for years. That's he comes awesome. in with his laptop and he sits 90 degrees to me. He doesn't even look at me. He basically spends most oh, of the time looking his at his laptop. I, you know, I don't know up, if it's all based up, on up, statistics up, or what, but yeah, updating his Facebook feed. But well, let me give you another example of like making an appointment. I, I by, by, uh, you know, I, I'm okay now, so don't get worried, Tom. But I, <laughs> I stabbed myself in the hand by mistake, oh, I'm, oh, and I thought oh, I hit I'm that. I thought I hit purpose. that big vein on I'm, the back of my. I was, I, it was like really bloody. So I'm like, oh my god, we're going to the emergency. Anyway, we go in there, and I'm holding one hand with the other, you know, to stop the bleeding. And they go, okay, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, can you go online on your phone and fill out the registration process? <laughs> with my good hand yeah. or my bad hand? Yeah, yeah, which, yeah, which, yeah. Which? So, so to me, I think it's the system, you know, it's not the people. It's not a lot of empathy. No, no. Yeah, you, you gotta, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think in a certain extent, I mean, I didn't have the biggest problem in emergency too, you know, so it wasn't mm. life-threatening. But well, there, there, there has to be something engineered into the system to, to to make it consistent. Yeah. And you're, you're, I don't know where you got the ideas. I don't have those kind of problems because I, I, I just did schedule an appointment with my doctor over the phone and it's um, next March. <laughs> That's the other piece too. Right. So um, well, yeah. I, I, yeah. you yeah. can order a washing machine and it'll be a yeah. race between yeah. now and yeah, then yeah. which, yeah. which you get first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think right with the, with the whole pandemic, I think there's an opportunity where, um, you know, th- that efforts are accelerated when it comes to virtual visits, right? We had to have a pandemic to, to you know, to try some of these new, these, you know, new ways of communicating. But I, I think that's something that, you know, hey, especially when things are looking great, you know, you go and get your lab work done and then maybe we can, you know, we can do a virtual visit. There's, there, there is a time and place for that. Um, and, and I think the convenience, the other thing is it is going to even get worse. I mean, another area that a topic that we can spend a lot of time to your point, Bob, the people is what makes a difference. People are also leaving the industry. They're burned out, right? Especially the front line. And so are we taking good care of also those employees? Are we, are we listening to them? Um, because they're, you know, they're right there with the patients, um, nurses were fabulous when I was going through the experience with my mother and um, you know, they, they really, they really get to know the patients on a very intimate level. But I also saw where systems sometimes do we listen and hear to what the nurses have to say, for example, you know, because Mm -hmm. they, they know a lot of what's, what's happening. Right. And well, we've talked a little bit about, you know, how, how healthcare is kind of slow to change. You were talking about, I think not everybody is doing all the online stuff that they could do because we want it because we have it in other aspects of our lives. Um, but, 
you know, what would you say healthcare as an industry could learn from other industries, you know, just off the top of your head? Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) um, Quite, uh, quite a bit, quite a bit. Um, First of all, I think that you've got to listen to your customers. Um, You've got, and you got to really, you got to really walk in their path. Um, I think that, you know, great, you know, some of the great work that has come out, especially when it, you know, digital, making people's lives easier, easier. Um, it's really understanding the journey, what they're going through, right? And disrupting it um, to make it more efficient, more convenient. So I think that we, you got you to gotta really listen. Um, you got to break down the silos. Um, and you got to also engage um, your um, your employees. Great companies, where where you know where they come up with great ideas, innovation. A lot of starts also internally, right, right from their employees. So I believe that you know, don't wait for someone to disrupt. You got to disrupt it yourself. But listen to your listen to your front line. So we see, we see all these, you know, nurses being all burned out from COVID and, you know, all that. <clears throat> so what, what could a company do, you know, a healthcare provider, a, a hospital, whatever, it has a staff of nurses to keep them going, make them happier, give them a better life so that they can turn in turn, give better service. First of all, you got to like, start talking to them like human beings. <laughs> So I'm going to, I'm going to say something that probably will. It's going to be a rant. It's going to be a rant. <laughs> That's why we it's, call this Enza's rant. It's gonna let her be rip, a rant. Let her rip. Let her rip. I, I feel that the front line does not get the respect sometimes than do that they deserve. One of the things to watch, and I, I, I have a lot of respect for the doctors, the practitioners, but sometimes, you know, the, there, there's this, there's this hierarchy that happens. And what I, what I saw, um, you know, as soon as sometimes the doctor walks in, the nurses will clam up. And there's almost like this, sometimes I've, I've seen where this fear of really even just talking, I, I actually feel that when a doctor walks in, for example, they should probably address the nurse first. There's a way of doing it where you're, you know, you're saying hello to that, to that patient, but you also address the nurse to say, you know, hey, Bob, how are you doing today? Because, you know, I know it's been kind of rough. What's going on? What's happening here with Enza, with Tom? What's, what's going on, right? Tell me your thoughts also. We don't ask enough. I, 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 we don't ask enough of what's really going on. And so I think, and then also ask the employees, they know to your point earlier, they want to deliver a better experience. They want to help people. But if you don't give them the tools and if you don't ask them, what are the tools that you really need? You know, I, I've heard a lot from where, you know what, I and I know there's a lot of pressure right now, profitability and all that. But if you put the patient at, at the center of it all, I maybe can only handle four patients at a time on a floor if I really want to get them that service. Do I have a team of people around me that we're all working? And I'm talking about now a hospital setting. Or do I have eight to 10 patients 
that I can't even get to. And I know as a nurse, it, 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 I'm, I had these conversations with nurses in that it really, it really gets to them in that I can't do what I know is right. I need to be there side by side. Um, and then, you know, if you're in lockdown, let's add another, right? If you're in lockdown and family members can't be allowed in there and family members help a lot, they advocate a lot. Um, and I don't, I'm not sure if systems really understand how much they advocate, how much they help. So now it, it becomes even frankly, um, it actually does become not an experience issue anymore. It, be, it becomes a quality, it, it actually becomes quality of care. You can actually have now some serious issues because you, you don't have enough people really to really care um, for, that, um, for that patient. Do, uh, do medical schools teach bedside manner? You know, I mean, because, because if you had a doctor who came in, it was really smart, top of their class, brilliant. They, they make great diagnosis usually and all that. Um, but they've got no, you know, personality or what do you want to say? And they just come in, I'm a busy, I'm a rock star, whatever I'm coming in. I'm, you know, and then I'm in and I'm out. I don't care about the nurses versus uh, taking, you know, 30 seconds or a minute. Uh, could change the tone in the room a great deal. Yes. But they don't, they're I, not, I, that's not part of the plan. I don't really know. Bob, I've asked, I've asked a question um, and, you know, it's, it's not enough. Um, it's just like, you know, we, we don't, we don't teach enough in medical school on nutrition, for example, and wellness. Right. I think, you know, I, I've heard people say like, maybe, you know, I'll, I'll spend 30 minutes in a course but um, yeah, we need empathy training. I mean, a lot of a lot of these doctors, in their defense, right? It's it's a tough, um, it's it, it's a tough practice that I'm going through, right? That I'm going to go, I'm getting into, right? The academics, all of that of it, are really really tough. A lot of times, right? My first job is actually being a doctor. All of a sudden, I inherit a team. I've never really even led people. I've never really worked, you know. Nobody has really yet trained me on what does humility look like? What does what does servant leadership look like? Right, which is what we need more of today, right? Especially when you know what the pandemic has really showed, frankly, some of exposed some of those, you know, column flaws, some of the gaps, some of the opportunities, right? And if I really be, truly believe if we don't take care of these employees and even, and, and even doctors too, the practitioners, we're, they're not going to go into this field. And as more and more people are coming of age, the baby boomers, uh, that appointment, uh, Tom, that you said, March, it'll be more like, you know, two years from now. There's just, I mean, the capacity, I mean, honestly, right. It, 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 you know, are we, are we able to attract um, people, talent to go into this field? I, I don't know. It's, it's, I think, I feel like it's going to become tougher. So Lenzo, um, how and where should healthcare organizations begin to bring a more patient or customer centric mindset? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think first of all, the, the, the organization first has, a, has to ask themselves, 
um, are, you know, are we committed to, frankly, first of all, providing the resources, the time, the talents, right, to, to think about the patient, think about what we need to do to transform. I'm going to go back to also that you got to engage with, a, with your, call them their customers, your patients, your employees on a deeper level. You really need to understand, right? You know, we talk about, you, 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 under, you need to understand their journey. We talk about in customer experience, journey mapping, right? Where the pain points are. For, for again, both that, that customer, that patient, and also that employee. I think you also have to determine your purpose. Do, do you really, do you have a North Star? What is your North Star? And does your culture, right? Does it reflect that? Do your actions reflect your North Star? I find a lot of times I'll go on some of these websites for healthcare systems. I really don't know what they stand for. Yes, quality is a given. To me, it's the basic. It's that foundation. You, you, you got to, you know, we used to say in automotive, fix it right the first time. It's no different in healthcare. Fix it right. The quality is an imperative. But I'm now also going to demand um, a lot more, right? So I think, again, the organization has to be ready to make this commitment. You've got to engage, again, your customers, your employees on a really deeper level to understand, right, where those pain points are. Determine what the purpose is. What do you want to do? Is your purpose that you want to be a patient-centric? What's, what's, uh, what's holding up healthcare? Like why has healthcare been slow to change when it comes to experience? Yeah, I think hierarchy is a little bit. There's so many levels. There's so many stakeholders. There's so many people. I think also we put up barriers all the time that what we, we can't do, we're different from anybody else because of the, you know, just a lot of it, the government involvement, the, the cost of healthcare. Um, I also think um, consumers haven't pushed enough. You know, I, I think about like, the, you know, generation, my parents' generation versus I think, you know, the new, you know, I'm going to the millennials and the, even the, the baby boomers that are coming in, um, it, you know, needing more and more healthcare. I think we, we, we just kind of like take it for granted. What we get, we don't, we don't really sometimes look at the cost because some of us are privileged to have insurance. And so, you know, pretty much most of it, a lot of times is covered by, by, by the insurance. We don't really even look and see, you know, cause I'm, you know, I'm not really paying out of pocket, which I am, but I don't, I don't see it. Uh, but I think the consumers haven't really, I don't think they've pushed, um, pushed hard enough. And I also believe that there needs to be some fresh perspectives. I believe healthcare is pretty insular. And I think you got to look outside a little bit. You we got a lot at... of um, healthcare uh, companies led by doctors. You know, they've been yeah. doctors, doctor, doctor. They're not necessarily managerial leaders. They, they're right. scientists. In right. some ways, they might not actually be the right person to lead an organization that should be very customer centric. Right. And having a vision. Right. And, and it's again, and I, I love doctors and what they do, you know, Bob, but, but I rather for them, frankly, to stick to the craft of delivering, right. Great healthcare, right. That's, that's what they went to school for. 
And, um, and I, I, yeah, I, I believe that we do need to bring some, some of those outside perspective. I also put, feel like the system sometimes puts up its own roadblocks. I, I feel like, you know, there were automotive, you know, was 30 years ago. Well, we can't do that. That won't work here. Mm. We have, there's too many, you know, there, there's, you know, th there's the insurance portion. We don't, I really believe that if you just put the, the, the patient at the center, everything really works out, everything. So Enza, if, if you had healthcare leaders here with you, what advice would you give them? Yeah, I have my three. I have my three. Um, um, again, listen and walk in your customer's path. You really got to understand our journeys. Um, in order to, you know, to, um, to really, um, I'm sorry, to, to, un, to understand where, you know, where the pain points are. You got to engage them on a deeper level. You got to listen to your employees, engage them, empower them, because they really know what's really needed out there. Also, something that we haven't really talked about here that much, but pay attention to the family members and to the caregivers, especially as boomers come of age. I, I think the expectations are going to be that much more demanding. We, we are looking for great experiences, right? And uh, I don't think we're going to be as forgiving. Uh, the millennials, the baby boomers, we're not going to be as forgiving as our, um, as our, our, as our parents, frankly. We're going to be demanding more because we're just used to a lot of different experiences. Well, we're all armed with Google. You know, we yeah. go in there. We, we all we know, we know we're looking up all these. Yeah, right? we're looking up we, all the symptoms. We can, we can self-diagnose. and Yes. If not, right? or we can just watch TV and let the commercials educate us on the latest. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like, but we are we are armed. Right. And then I, I, the, the last thing is, what is your North Star? I think you really got to like, the, what is your purpose? I think that a lot of places have lost, have really lost that. I, I, I don't know if they really know sometimes what their purpose is. That comes from the top too. Yeah, it does come from the top. You need visionary leaders who really want to change the way we deliver healthcare. And I, I truly believe that the outcomes will be that much better for both the patient and for also for the healthcare system in general. So just as a sort of final thought, sort of wrap up here, I guess, yeah. in a way, um, what are you hopeful or is it too far gone? What do you think is going to happen in the next few years? How's it going to evolve? Well, we need more people like us, frankly, to push. And top, top level, highly paid positions. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I am right. I am. I am hopeful uh, because I believe also too that you know um, we're you know just like some of the other industries have been disrupted. I believe that um, the same will help will happen in um, healthcare. Um, and so I you know I'm I'm hopeful always in humankind, and that you you know humanity will really figure this out that we need to do a better job. Um, so I am, I'm always going to say I'm hopeful and, um, and, and really, and it's people like us who I think start, we have this conversations and we start talking about it 
And um, I hope that healthcare leans more in with, um, you know, with, you know, outside perspectives. Um, I want to leave you with something in automotive. Well, actually, I think this is probably a cliche that we've used. We've used in our lives a lot of times, right? When we, you know, whenever like stressful uh, moments, hey, it's not like we're saving lives. This is what we would, you know, we would used to say, well, we would try new things and maybe you have a mistake here and there. You know, it's not like we're saving lives. Well, here we are, it is about saving lives. And so, geez, oh, Pete's, can we figure out, right, how to, again, make that experience a better one? Because I do believe also, too, it will, um, it will affect um, that um, um, I'm losing my train of thought here. <laughs> Bob has that effect on people. Oh yeah. You know, I, they get, you know, At least thing. you didn't fall asleep. Usually that's what happens. <laughs> well, thanks Enzo. This has been great. Um, we look, we look forward to our monthly chats or, or Enzo's rant. <laughs> We're going to fix thanks. healthcare. Oh, let's do let's it. Let's fix, let's fix, healthcare. fix the world. Fix the that's world. That's what I want to, you know what? That's what I want to end with. Let's yeah. fix healthcare. Well, that's a, that's a big task. Yeah. One big little task. bite at a time. Yep. Well, thanks again, Anza. We really appreciate it. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tom and Bob show. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and share it on LinkedIn and Twitter. If you have any ideas or suggestions for future podcasts, send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. After all, you're our customer. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.